one for futile pursuits, futile conversations. This won't be a conversation. It's going to be a monologue. I don't need to call up and agree. I'm not looking for affirmation. That's not why I'm going to say the things I'm going to say. I'm going to say them because they need to be said. I'm not looking for you to call and disagree because I don't need you to tell me what my eyes saw. I don't need you to tell me what my brain knows. So I'm just going to let it flow. And you can listen. All right, here we go. January 6th is the most disgraceful day in modern American history. January 6th of 2021. Well, for the first time, a peaceful transfer of power was not had. I'm just going to address a few things on this anniversary. And then any other anniversary, I'm not going to say a goddamn thing because it doesn't really matter. You believe what you believe about January 6th. They believe what they believe about January 6th. I know what I know about January 6th. It was an insurrection. Spearheaded by domestic terrorists. That's right. I called them what they are, domestic terrorists. It was said on this very station by an on-air personality that what it was was not necessarily domestic terrorism, but an extreme protest. And I thought, well, that's not right. But then I thought about it. It was half right. Because it was certainly a riot. And that's what a riot is, an extreme protest. When a protest becomes extreme, now you have a riot. Now, if the context of said riot is to stop a duly elected official from being certified and circumvent the democratic process of this great nation. Now what you have is terrorism. And if those committing said act of terrorism are your firemen, your policemen, your real estate agents, your Starbucks baristas, your neighbors, your cousins, your brothers, your mothers, your sisters. In other words, Americans, then what you have is domestic terrorism. That's irrefutable. Irrefutable. Everybody saw what they saw. Now, you might want to process it differently. 
But there is your opinion, there is their opinion, and there is the truth. And those that can look at situations objectively because they don't align themselves with parties, be it Republican, Democratic, Libertarian, Pescatarian, whatever, know what the truth is. Let me drop another truth on you. It was absolutely a riot, an insurrection incited by former President Donald Trump. When you say to a crowd, you got to fight like hell or you're going to lose your country, that is a statement of incitement. When before vote one is cast, you make the statement that the only way you can lose an election is if there is malfeasance. He didn't use that word, but I'll use the word. If you make an insta- a statement so preposterously ridiculous, Because no one, no one can look into the future and predict the outcome of an election. No one can state categorically that without election fraud, they cannot lose. No one, I don't care what party you are, what person you are. So when you set, when you set the con up that early, before vote one is cast, that is the genesis of the incitement. When you then say to a a mob thirsty crowd that we're going to walk down the street to the Capitol and I'm going to be there with you, And then you retreat to the comfort of your office and allow them to do your dirty work because you don't have the courage of your own convictions to the con. That is incitement. That's irrefutable. You're going to hear that word a couple of times more. Irrefutable. Let me tell you what else is irrefutable. Ashley Babbitt is not a hero. Now, while it might be harsh to say Ashley Babbitt got what she deserved, what is not harsh, what is irrefutable, is that Ashley Babbitt got exactly what she was chasing. She's not a hero. I don't know if there are any more heroes. Hero is a word like integrity and morality and humanity that pretty much means very little to me anymore. Ashley Babbitt 
before she decided to storm the Capitol, try and squeeze through broken glass window of a door and end up getting shot because she didn't comply with an officer's command. You know the word comply, right? And understand something about me. I keep the same goddamn energy for anything and everything. Black guy gets stopped, feels that he was stopped unfairly, doesn't want to comply, ends up getting shot on this very station, on this very radio program. I have always said, comply. The street is not the place to state your case. And I'll say the same thing about Ashley Babbitt that got exactly what she was chasing. She's not a hero. She was an insurrectionist. Take out the insurrection. She was a woman, if you do your research, that tried to run down the girlfriend of the boyfriend that she was having an affair with while she was married. Choose your heroes carefully, people. Or don't choose heroes at all. And just be the best you can be. Be your own hero. It was also stated on this program, not this program, but this station, that maybe Biden should have said in his speech this morning, which I heard very little of, that I'm going to make this promise that from here on out we'll have a fair and regulated election. No, he should not have said that because that would imply that that's not what happened. And I understand that there is a faction of people, a percentage of people that believe the election was stolen. This is what I'll say to you. Where's the evidence? Any of it. Because so far, the only arrests have been people that voted more than once for Trump. So to a degree, yeah, there was election fraud. But it's not the fraud you were looking for. These are not the frauds you are looking for. We have in place, whether you believe the election was stolen or not, we have in place systems and organizations and people whose sole job it is during an election is to maintain that integrity. Most of those systems were put in place by the person you think had an election stolen from them. The Supreme Court, lower courts, with Republican judges, Republican governors. How many times do you have to lose Arizona before you can admit that there was no fraud? Every time they counted Arizona. Every time. Even with a Trump-appointed group of auditors, he lost more votes. 
How many goddamn times do you have to count a state before it sinks in? How in the hell can you justify believing that an election was stolen when the Supreme Court stacked in the favor of the candidate, when the Department of Justice, headed by an appointee of the candidate, when the election commission put together by the candidate, when governors, Republican in the contested states, say no, there was no fraud, and they have their own set of auditors. How can you say that all of these people, most of them, if not all, on the side of your candidate conspired against the candidate? That makes no sense whatsoever. We have become a people that have chosen to believe that ideology is more important than fact. It makes no sense that every fail-safe system put into place by said candidate would, for some reason, out of nowhere, decide to betray said candidate. And here's something else. Here's Here's a harsh reality I'll give you. Say, even though it is beyond the realm of possibility that that happened, if you're stupid enough to surround yourself with a system of checks and balances that then ends up betraying you, then you're too stupid to be president. I said it, and it's fact. Just stop. The just, the she lost, get over it crowd proceeded to teach a master class in exactly how not to get over it. And I found it laughable. Now, mind you, this is not an anti-Trump tirade. This is not a pro-Biden rant. Nobody's my president. I have a relationship with God. And it's hard enough keeping that straight. I pay my taxes. I work. I do my part to support the country that I am in, and I don't go against whoever is in office. But I don't have a president. I don't look to men for leadership because they are as fallible as I am, and I know goddamn well how fallible I am. We have become a people who have determined That ideology is more important than fact. Now, you can believe what you want to believe. I can believe what I want to believe or what I know. And they can be vastly different. We can still have a beer. We can still share bourbon. We can still laugh. You can still call up and get some Tickets to the Mike Calta tailgate party this Sunday, the last one. I'll be giving some of those away. 
I don't care what your politics are. I don't care whether you believe that January 6th was an insurrection or not. I don't want to get that far into anyone's headspace. Because quite frankly, it's confusing enough being in my own. But the way and manner in which I navigate this oftentimes crappy world is by only concerning myself with the things that I can affect change with and leaving those things that I cannot change alone. I rarely, if ever, talk about politics on this show. Rarely, if ever, talk about COVID. Rarely, if ever, get serious. But every now and again, Amidst my inane David Bowie talk and and dick jokes that I banter around with with my crew and every other whimsical, weird, way out, or just plain stupid manner in which we attempt to entertain you, you need to know. that there is a heart within the cat that is talking to you. And a lot of times, you MFers make it a very heavy heart. January 6th, this day of 2022, is going to be done with. In just a few hours. It's time that you are done with the nonsense. That allowed. This country. To almost be everything that you say you despise about other countries. We're either America or we are not. We're either Americans or we are not. When is the country going to be more important than the party that is destroying it? And that goes for both parties. Because right now, neither one of them, and for a long time, neither one of them, have done a goddamn thing to help you or me, but only themselves get reelected. 